Quantum Kickflip is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Previously on Quantum Kickflip. Miper managed to get us on uh, for a... Let's call it a trial run. <laughs> this trio of warring corporate megatowers comprises the entirety of Operablum's habitable terrain. But it's what comes out of the other door that really surprises you. Chester! Babyface Capone! I would like to teleport down to Chester, please. With my kick, I want to wind my fist back and deck him in the face. Yeah! And you turn around to see all four members of Jet Collective. Heard the news about you and the crew. Honestly... Good call. I think I think you got out at the right time. I, I'm sorry that they wronged you. That shouldn't have happened, but they're my friends. Can't think they're that great. Otherwise, why would you have left them, right? Matt Static is a slug blaster legend. The absolute coolest, most exclusive club in the entire multiverse. Miper will get you through the door. Once you're inside, what you do is up to you. You think you recognize a couple members of the Wicks. Well, 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 if it isn't weird, gravity. Nice to meet you. Big fans. As you watch, uh, who else but Ramona Nova has taken the stage. And so he skids up next to Ramona, points the camera at both of them, and says into the mic, who wrote this? It's catchy. <laughs> Congratulations, Weird Gravity. You've won a game of slug against the Wicks. Nick, there, there's a big uh, problem. I, I think... Uh, Jet Collective might be uh, out to ruin your run. All I know is that they said that they are going to mess up some Miper thing. I'm still following them. I'm going to try to keep up with them. If you're trying to keep a low profile, uh, well, maybe this will help. And he pulls out an electric mustache. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Rule to teleport in-universe by slicing space-time. If you can't see your destination, potential problems are worse. We're going to try it! <laughs> <laughs> A four. and welcome to Quantum Kickflip, a Slug Blaster actual play podcast. My name is Robin. I am your Slug Master podcaster game guy. And um, with me are five of my best and funniest friends in the whole world. I just completely blanked on my title there, boy. <laughs> I just started. Do you want to take it again? No, we're in it now. We're introducing in it, the all new Nega Game Guy. <laughs> Uh, and with me, as you've heard, are five of my best and funniest friends. They're going to introduce themselves for you now so you know who's laughing at what. Um, I want to know, not necessarily just on this run, but in general, which of your characters parties the hardest? Uh, I guess hardest to hardliest. Um, go. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, Liam. I play Lake Marsden. She is the heart playbook. She wields the reality cannon. Her uh, right half is glitched out. And I think uh, I think she parties the hardest just by way of the fact that she's from a big family. And so I assume, like, always being around a group of, like, five to seven people would, like, make you pretty comfortable in a party. Uh, then she's just, like, pretty jovial and uh, extroverted. Uh, so I, I'd probably say, like, can party the hardest. Maybe not the hardest, but, like, the, the longest. Like, she's got the <laughs> endurance. She's <laughs> Yeah, okay, I like that. Yeah. Uh, my name is David Ray, and I am playing Chester Capone, who is uh, the Grit playbook. And, uh, you know, well, Chester, of course, with his powered armor, even without the powered armor, he'd be the guy that's just like, 
You want to bet that I could jump from here to there and then like crash through a table or whatever? And so it's just like he, he's the stunt guy, the one that will get on top of the roof and then jump into a snow pile, whatever the thing. Chester's got a future in this alternate timelines version of Jackass. Oh, mm. yeah, baby. <laughs> hey, my name is Glenna. Uh, I play Elliot Buchanan. She is the chill playbook, an aspiring singer-songwriter, uh, slug blaster, who carries the Voidware backpack. And I think she parties at such a, like, she is very chill at partying, but that makes it h- hard. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm following, I'm following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, 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 doesn't, she doesn't burn out right away. She, she, it's the lakes thing again, the endurance. Yeah, she gets in the zone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello. Uh, my name is Lena. I play Angus Franklin. He is the Guts playbook with the Skip Mode Runners. Uh, I do think Angus probably, like, parties, you know. Uh, uh, he's he's had his share of uh, uh, encounters at the gravel pit uh, where he, you know, sneaks booze from his mom's liquor cabinet or something. So he's definitely not, like, opposed to parties or anything like that. But I also think... The combination of having been, like, shuffled around in a bunch of extracurriculars and kind of having his mom, you know, having her eye on him a lot, and also the fact that he has two very young siblings uh, also means that his mom is constantly like, no, you need to be home, no, someone needs to babysit, Garrett's working, or whatever. Um, so he he parties hard and, and would party more uh, if circumstances allowed for it. Parties responsibly. Uh, no. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Is homework partying? <laughs> <laughs> Who's asking? <laughs> um, the person asking is me, Michael Vetch, and I'm asking for Nick Lowe, the Smarts Playbook. He's a sword-wielding, anime-loving adventure boy who, uh, <laughs> I think... Drawing inspiration for myself, I could see Nick being at a party where everyone is drunk, and he's sitting there on someone's borrowed laptop playing the browser game Too Many Ninjas, and people are mystified because they're so hammered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A weirdly core memory for me. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, uh, as I said, I am Robin, I'm your host, and I'm already three beers deep, so let's see what happens, baby! I kid. I, I, I am, of course, joking. I don't podcast and uh, I don't drink and podcast. Uh, only uh, while dri- driving? No, that's a bad. I, no. I don't. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get into it, gang. Last time we left you guys, we were in Operablum, uh, kind of a futuristic dystopia dimension. We got three big warring corporate mega towers uh, and a layer of of toxic smog covering the surface of the planet so everyone lives in the towers. Uh, You guys were there uh, on your your sort of trial run from Miper, who was looking to sign you guys to a contract. Um, And this was sort of their their opening gambit for you. But before you could get to that, you discovered your friend Chester, who had recently quit the crew uh, in some sort of uh, underground fight club where people battle to the peel back. Um, And that didn't go over great with the crew, (laughs) but all was, uh, you know, fairly quickly forgotten or at least, you know, stuffed down. Uh, and ignored uh, those emotions as you guys headed into Matt Static, the coolest, most exclusive, most uh, illegal underground club in the entire multiverse, which uh, my parents scored you an invite to. 
and then a bunch of other stuff happened. But why why should we talk about it when we can get into the game? Is everybody ready to play some Slug Blaster? Yeah! 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 Then I transport you now back to Operablum. I think I want to catch up with uh, the crew in Matt Static first, uh, and I, I want to check in on our good friends um, Lake Marsden and Nick Lowe. Now, some time has passed since we last saw you. I, I believe we last left you uh, having just won a game of Slug against uh, a rival crew known as the Wicks. Uh, you guys, <laughs> they, they challenged you to a game. Uh, you, you bested them, won the bragging rights, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering what the two of you might be up to now that some time has passed since this game. Are you still hanging out with the Wicks? Are you, have you moved on to other areas of the club? What, what has uh, stricken your fancy? Uh, I don't know about the others, but I, I like the idea that this was a, a friendly competition with the Wicks. And uh, especially just based on what I was saying about how hard Lake parties, um, I think <laughs> she is very much a social person. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I'd, if, if you'd like, I'd like to keep uh, chatting with the Wicks, getting to know these uh, other lady slug blasters. Excellent. Yeah. I'll offer then, um, since we kind of left the two of you together, like maybe you're you're socializing with, I think uh, Wanda and Wendy are hanging out and chatting with you. Um, Whitney's not there, but also, you know, not, not missing much in the way of conversation on that end. <laughs> and meanwhile, Nick, I think you're in the area too, um, but you've found a different conversational partner. You're talking to that robot uh, oh, who was yes. hanging out by the bar earlier. Um, and he's been sort of rambling to you uh, as you've been sitting there and we, we join you in mid-conversation. They can replicate a human being down to the subtlest detail to the point that it is completely impossible to distinguish them from a normal human. Can you imagine? How can you trust anything if anyone you meet could secretly be a machine? And what's even more disturbing, and he kind of like looks back and forth and his little neck servos go like, is that sometimes these machines don't even know they're machines. They've been loaded up with false memories and programs so that even if there are inconsistencies, they don't notice them. They cannot notice them. So not only can you not trust anyone, you can't even trust yourself. Because for all you know, you could be one of them. It haunts my dreams when I go into power-saving mode at night. But you're not a human in the first place, so what do you have to worry about? That's what I'm saying. How can we know if any of us is human or machine? We, we, we can't possibly tell. I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm alive. I, I believe I have a soul, but how can I know? Hey, uh, <laughs> can I get this guy another round on me? <laughs> One NFT, please. <laughs> <laughs> Make it the dankest one you got. <laughs> As established, he is like a uh, uh, coin-eating robot-looking little guy, but he eats NFTs. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, just the just the jankiest looking robot um, giving you a, a real tears and rain monologue at the bar, um, <laughs> and, then, and then eating an ape in a sailor's hat, <laughs> a picture of an ape in a sailor's hat. <laughs> Role playing games rule, you guys. RPGs <laughs> are fun, actually. Anyway, so so as he's rambling to you, Lake, you're you're nearby uh, with the the members of the Wicks and uh, Wanda raises her her glass to you and is like yeah i gotta, I gotta say you guys had some moves up there i i'm i'm impressed 
Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's just really exciting to get out to all these different places and 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 Slug Blast with so many other cool people. So yeah, cheers. She like clinks her can of panic. Oh no, her pouch of panic. Oh yes, we established. <laughs> Doesn't so much make a clink, but a squish. <laughs> um. So what what dimension did you guys say you were from again? Oh yeah, we're local. I mean, it was it was hard enough to score an invite to this place being from here and you know having access i I can't even imagine i I guess it helps when miper's footing the mill but uh yeah it's been it's a pretty exciting opportunity i'm 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 certainly grateful for it are you guys sponsored at all and she means that completely genuinely she's not trying to like big dog them (laughs) (laughs) i mean we've had a couple of contracts um we had a thing with scram cat but we kind of outgrew it and uh, you know fussed would be the dream but they they're selective with who they who they choose Mm, yeah but honestly my bird seems like the the golden goose like i I cannot believe you guys have any hesitation you guys sounded like you hadn't decided yet and honestly if it was us like we we'd be locking that down well between you and me i think this is a great opportunity and the fact that the fact that we asked for a trial run and got it like i'm grateful but i'm I'm with you i'd love to just sign right up but you know some of the 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 crew have their their trepidations, have their hesitancies, and uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we're a crew, and I love them. And if they've got reservations, I gotta respect that, you know. But yeah, it's frustrating. I would very much like to just sign this now, mostly so I can stick it to my mom and show her how cool and legit this is. <laughs> oh, I, I get what you mean. Crew crew cohesion is important. Like you, you don't want to be fighting all the time. But honestly, I've I've been in crews where everyone gets a say in everything, and it ends up just kind of. It's kind of being a shout fest and, you know, it's, it's people talk like it's it's fair and everyone gets their voice heard, but it ends up just being whoever can talk the loudest gets their way, you know, and I, I hate to say it and maybe I'm a little biased, but I feel like things have, have gone smoother with this crew where we, we just like I, I'm just the leader and I get to make the decisions and, and I do what's in the crew's best interest and, and we don't have to, you know have people talking back and, and debating everything. I mean, not that Whitney would talk back, but I don't want to hear Wendy harping on every decision. It's it's just, it's honestly, sometimes you just need a strong leader to to make those tough decisions for what's best for the crew. That sounds, that sounds like a canny advice. I, you know, like a, like a bands have lead singers, right? Yeah. Theater companies have directors. Um, teams have coaches. Yeah. Like, or like what's a well, not a coach but like a skip like a curling team is a skip you know like <laughs> one guy who's kind of in charge yeah yeah and she's like that she just like that sinks in and uh i love that like, you went no, with yeah. with skip as opposed to a captain of a team you can tell where this podcast <laughs> like is that's what i was trying i was like coach i was like, I was like oh, no it's great our podcast is canadian as hell you thought of skip before <laughs> captain that rules <laughs> <laughs> well, just like the coach doesn't play who's a team leader who plays and then i'm like that's the only the sport skip. where the Correct. coach plays. Anyway. Yeah. yeah oh i love it no that's great Everyone don't change get the thing. on our level yeah. <laughs> um and I think it's at that moment uh, that you begin to hear a bit of a commotion. Nick, the other half of you, so you had split off using your ability Plane Haunt, which allows you to sort of create a double of yourself. One of you went to follow Chester, and and we're now at the moment where your your alternate self has, has popped back into existence. Now, at the end of last game, you rolled for this. Uh, it was a, a big jump. You were trying to go from where you met up with Chester all the way to the 
640th floor of this tower. Down the hall on the right. Yeah, and and you could not see where you were going. Remind me again what you rolled there. Uh, a four, I believe. Yeah, that's a mixed success. So, dealing with the success part first, you, you have successfully teleported here. That was what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. However, I think teleporting within the club, like like appearing in here, this is a very, very exclusive club. They've got security systems in place to prevent people from just warping their way inside uh, because how can you have the multiverse's most exclusive club if anyone can just, you know, slice through space-time and, and appear inside of it? So I think, yeah, your arrival is greeted with some, some flashing lights and some uh, bouncers hurriedly heading in your direction. They're going to dole out a, the consequence of your mixed success here. Um, but before they do, I think you do get the attention of, of Lake and Nick. I think you, you popped into existence near enough that they both see this happen. Uh, and you've got a chance to get a few words out here before the rest of your consequence plays out. With that opportunity, what do you say to warn your compatriots? Wait, wait, no, I, I'm i already in here. Or, or like, part of me, wait, uh... Nick, Lake, uh, Chester's on his way. Keep your eyes open. Something's gonna happen. Perfect. And I think as you as you get that last word out of something's gonna happen, you feel uh, a jolt, and then you don't really feel anything. But from the other perspective of the others, you can see one of the bouncers has sort of a, a metallic rod that they have uh, jabbed into the other Nick, and he just sort of locks in place as though perfectly frozen in a moment and then they lift that rod up as though Nick is now he is attached to the end of it and he looks both frozen in time and just completely weightless they just sort of jab him pick him up and start heading off to a back room with him Uh, we're gonna give you uh, I guess we're gonna give one of you the slam of temporally locked (laughs) but it's gonna hit both of you because that's how slams work does it mess with your business too much <laughs> I nope that <laughs> no you can always nope that's a thing because <laughs> that's uh, one of the neat little things about plane haunt is uh, noping only costs one trouble because <laughs> it's only half of me <laughs> oh that's very good <laughs> so then yes describe to me how you, uh, you you see this bouncer coming up behind you you see the metallic rod raised how do you uh, avoid this fate uh, I think it's just as simple as uh, right there using the astral phasing portion of the Rift Ninja sneakers to sort of like turn a little ghostly and then dodge out of the way and then just kind of hitman wise disappears into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll give you this. I, I believe you can nope the slam. Uh, you are not temporarily locked. They they have missed mm-hmm. with that. But the I, I still want the complication of they are still after you. Um, oh, I like the the image of you like melting into the crowd, but they don't sort of like when they lose sight of you, they don't immediately like, well, I guess he's gone and go back to their post. They are they are actively staking out the crowd and looking for you. Um, so you have <laughs> made it to Matt Static, but you are uh, you are a bit on the lam here. You have yeah. been spotted and you're not supposed to be here. And they're wouldn't you know the, it? They're on the lookout for one boy in this club. Of which there are two. Which there are two, yeah. So it doubles the chance that you might get caught. Oh, I love that. And and as I was about to say, wouldn't you know it, the one item that would help you here is if you had something that could make your face look like a different face. <laughs> oh, if only. With that, I think we, we need to cut over to our friend Chester. 
So Chester, we last left you heading off after Jet Collective, and you were trying to sort of keep a low profile and tail them to see what they were up to, what they were going to go. Yeah, what, what, what their plan was here. Um, Nick had left you with the electronic mustache that we were just mentioning uh, that, that allows you to change the look of the, your face. I assume you're, you're employing that as you tail Jet Collective, yeah? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. And, uh, I'm also going to disengage the armor. So it turns back into the backpack form. I, I figure like, uh, my armor is going to stick out quite a bit, uh, if Jet Collective sees me. So I'm just, uh, going as a generic white man and uh, <laughs> following, uh, through the crowd as best I can. Yeah, that's an excellent call uh, with the armor. I'm, I'm even going to give you that, like, they saw you in like a locker room, so I imagine you were still in your sort of uh, show attire. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe we established you had the the hat still that you were using to sort of pull down over your face up until uh, Nick met up with you. Right. Um, but I'm going to give you that you can be in a different outfit. Like you're not wearing the same clothes necessarily. You can you can have uh, changed that as much as you want to. So you're you're pretty unrecognizable in your current form. And I think after your brief run in with Nick there, you were able to sort of catch up to and and get a read on them. Maybe it took you a little while because they had a bit of a head start, but you were able to track them down. Uh, and it's been a bit of a tense cat and mouse game of you you following them through the crowd and, and trying to hang back just enough that you don't get noticed, uh, but also tail close enough that you don't lose them. But as you are following, they sort of take a corner and they're they're heading into less and less densely populated areas and it's making it harder and harder for you to sort of follow along without looking like you're following along. Um, and as you round yet another corner, you realize that you're getting into some sort of back alleys and and uh, walkways. And the members of Jet Collective are approaching what looks like similar to the, the turbo lifts we saw earlier, but like more industrial. It's some sort of a service elevator or a freight elevator that they're going up to. And at this point, you're there's very few people along this walkway. You're, you're kind of out in the middle, out in the open, um, and they're heading towards this elevator. Um, and as you watch, one of them pulls out a key card and swipes it near the door, which calls the elevator and the doors open. Chester's got to make a pretty split-second decision here because you're, with your receptive ability, you pick up on the fact that that elevator needed a key card. It's not like a regular one that you can just push a button. Like, you're not going to be able to catch the next one. So you have to make the call. Are you going to try and enter in and... and uh, blend in amongst the members of Jet Collective here and hope they don't suss out who you really are. I will give you the other option of of you do see on the outside of the service elevator, it's kind of like sticking out like a pod on the outside of the tower. Um, and there's a lot of like chunky machinery and, and wiring and hoses and hydraulics and stuff. Um, looks like you could probably get a pretty good grip uh, on the outside of this thing should you want to go that route. Chester looks at the two options and <laughs> he really wants to do the one. Um, but you know what? He's got to go where his skill set is. And he follows them into the elevator, um, hope, <laughs> hoping that, of course, with his incredible uh, disguise and uh, persona creating skills he has, he is uh, going to, uh, you know, <laughs> pretend to be one of the workers on this work site uh, or, or like for whatever building this is, maybe a maintenance man. Yeah. That's what he's going to go with. And I, I go in behind just like, oh, hey, thanks for holding the door up for me. I'm, 
I'm gonna get up. I gotta get up there. Uh, I want to roll for this. I need to. I need to roll for this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, of course, uh, I'm going to just quickly look over the grit playbook, uh, known for its uh, plethora of uh, skills that have to do with interaction. Yeah, it's a real charisma-based like class. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, there. Yeah. I don't think any of these are going to apply. So I think I am just going to go with my one die. Oh my God. You have this mustache, right? You have the mustache I, Nick I, gave you last session. I I do. I don't know if that will give me an extra one, but uh, yeah. You know what? Let's it because I'm looking at your playbook and you have maxed out all of your nearly all of the uh, resources at your disposal here. I'm gonna give you. You can roll with one extra die uh, as a as a boon from Nick here. That that mustache will give you a, a slight advantage on this roll. Okay. <laughs> uh, now keep in mind, I just rolled a five. Okay. Hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is uh, uh, oh, what's the name? I uh, Al Capone. That's a good name. <laughs> I can't not immediately butcher his like any, any relation to to Chester Capone, the slug blaster. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I, I've never I've never heard of him before. <laughs> um, Is he I think as, as good you... looking as I as I am. <laughs> butcher's like no, no, he doesn't. He doesn't look like you. That's I, I, he definitely looks. He has a different look than what you look like. That's uh-huh. that's for sure. <laughs> um, I think as you go to sort of step on, as you said, sort of like thanks for holding the door. Savitri is is hammering on the door closed button as you like you barely make it through as these doors shut, um, and no one looks particularly pleased to see you here. But I think you just like you stepped through at the last second, and the elevator's already in motion, so there's nothing they can really do about it at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that's that's sort of where we find you here. And this thing launches uh, upwards, much like the other turbo lifts we talked about earlier. It, it is going at, at just a ridiculous speed because it's got to clear several hundred floors at a time. Uh, so you maybe breathe a slight sigh of relief that you didn't try your other plan of just gripping on the outside for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we find you sort of on one side of this elevator and the four members of Jet Collective all sort of crowded together on the other side. I think both of you are a little suspicious of the other because, like, neither of you are probably supposed to be here, but neither of you knows that the other one isn't supposed to be here or or can give away. It's a very, very... There's a lot of uh, double double jeopardy going on here. That's not what that means. <laughs> uh, question with my receptive ability... Yes. I'm going to look at, at what they may have. I'm trying to use my receptive ability to pick up on, um, you know, what tools, what items they might have that might hint at what they're doing. You know, stuff that doesn't fit in with the rest of their nor- normal slug blasting gear. Like, do they have tools that maybe they normally wouldn't have or anything like that? Yeah, totally. Um... Keep in mind, we, yes, we do. We did roll that five. There is a consequence still yet to come, but I think we have a moment here in the elevator before before mm-hmm. anything uh, happens, uh, and you do have a chance to sort of give them the side eye and see what you can determine. Um, and yeah, nothing jumps out at you immediately. You don't see like they don't have a toolkit. They don't have. They're not you know carrying a big box of anything. Like n- nothing no immediately gives itself away as like ah, this is the plan. 
Mm-hmm. But let's let's give you a little description anyway. So we've got uh, Farnham and Alexandra, who, as as we've described many times, are, are constantly with their uh, in each other's arms, their hands all over each other. Uh, they are both operablin. Uh, you can tell they've got like they look mostly human, but they've got like slightly bigger eyes than uh, people from Null. Uh, not quite to the point where it's like fully alien looking, but just like a little bit. You know, you can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. Um, that they've just got these, like, these very large, large operablen eyes. They are, uh, you notice that, uh, Farnham has, uh, a cannon that looks very similar to Lake's slung over his back. And Onyxandra, you, you don't immediately notice anything, any sort of device there. But as you sort of look them up and down, you realize that, uh, her shoes look really similar to Nick's. Then we've got Savitri, who is uh, Thenisparshan, so she's got the metallic skin tone and the the uh, arms that branch off into into four separate forearms with four hands. She's got a cannon as well, but it doesn't look like Lakes; it looks different. And then finally, we've got Butcher, who is looks looks just human. Um, he's got sort of long dark hair, uh, looks a little bit disheveled all the time. Um, you you don't see any. You know, there's no cannon, there's no sneakers, there's not a, a cool cutting-edge hoverboard. Uh, he's just got a backpack slug over his shoulder. So it might be a voidware one that has all the stuff in it. Yeah, so that uh, that is, you don't notice anything on them, but you do notice that one of them is carrying something that would make walking around with all the tools to your plan uh, unnecessary. That yeah, you, can, you can keep that on the down low. Um, they they sort of start quietly conversing, and it's like six hundred and six hundred thirty, six hundred forty. Yeah, okay. Um, they kind of are watching the timer impatiently. Uh, and Butcher kind of clears his throat and is like, <clears throat> "Um, can I uh, can I hit a what 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 floor do you need to go to? We're we're going way up, so uh, do you want to hit one of those buttons or?" Generally, when you get in an elevator, you, you hit a you hit the button of the floor you want to. You you work here. I don't need to explain elevators to you. Probably. <laughs> uh, Do I? Uh, well, uh, really quickly, uh, is this like what uh, uh, you know, some sort of elevator with all seven hundred buttons on it, or is it like you got to punch in a digit code? I think you, it's got to be that you punch in the floor number because otherwise that would. <laughs> That'd be wild. It'd be a glass elevator type situation. Okay, um, you have to punch it in, and it's in uh, the characters are all operablin. So you sure? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and so like I I'd maybe do the thing of like uh, I kind of look at the keypad, kind of like oh boy, I don't know what the. um, Actually, I'm here to uh, do some work on the elevator here. Um, You know, so I'm, I'm just waiting for really. You to clear off, and then, you know, I'm going to take it all the way to the top and down and make sure it goes all the way to the top and all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> you have to you have to check that every so often that it goes, yeah, it goes all the way. Yeah, well, you know, that that's uh, it's 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 not much, but it's a living, you know, uh, and I just go around. <laughs> The, the town to the different buildings and just test the elevator. It's a very fun job. Um, yeah, I'm glad I got it. <laughs> uh, I love this. I love this, this espionage. Is delightful. 
<laughs> I think Butcher kind of nods at this, but gives you a little bit of a, a side eye, and then uh, goes back to sort of waiting quietly. And it doesn't take long. These things are, are programmed to go extremely fast. Um, before long here, it, it uh, beeps, and the doors begin to open on the 640th floor, and uh, the members of Jet Collective go to exit. Uh, do you attempt to follow them? That is a good question. Um... You know what? I think this is... I, I'm going to... Before you even let me know what you're okay. going to try to do, I think this is where your complication comes in. Um, they go to leave, and Butcher kind of hangs back for a second and is like, Oh, you uh, you said you needed to go all the way up and all the way down, right? Here, let me just get that for you. And he punches something in on the keypad uh, and then turns to look at you and is like, You, uh, you said you're going all the way to the bottom, but we're in Operavlum friend that you you never go all the way to the bottom that's that's where that's where nothing can survive that's where the toxins are you're not from here are you i do uh, i i believe i still have hasware do i not i believe i we just have that oh uh, this is true okay i pull that but out you're not we... like currently wearing it yeah no no okay. not i'm i'm, I'm heading up i i've it, it is. Uh, it does take a long time. That's why a whole eight-hour shift is going up and down the elevators. <laughs> uh, so did you say you pull out your hasware? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> I think yeah. as soon as you do that, he recognizes the hasware that that was meant to be Jet Collective's, that weird gravity. Oh, yeah. The hasware that you have was Jet Collective's. <laughs> no. No. Uh, so you hang, arouse the I don't want to... I don't want to... Complicate mm -hmm. like I'm just gonna ask this: Is it was it something specific to them? Because like, if you think about like, could you tell one Carhartt jacket from another? That's fair, but I think they've seen you guys enough to know wh which specific hasware that you use. Um, sure. So it's maybe not the type that a that a service worker in Operablem would use. It's the type that a slug blaster would use, and specifically the type that both Weird Gravity and Jet mm. Collective fair. have tried to use. I um, I tried, Chester. I tried. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it so, is. Yeah, you, it is a full circle scenario. Yes, you caught his attention with your your slip of of talking about going all the way to the bottom. That's not a not an operablin. Like you know, anyone from here would know that you don't talk about going to to the bottom. And then as soon as you pull out that that hasware, now he really knows something's up. Uh, and he's like, "Have a have a fun ride to the bottom." And he hits the door close button before he exits. Uh, and there is your complication. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I would uh, uh, immediately try to react. Obviously, like, I can't stop it right away because it goes so fast. Uh, yeah. But I would I would want to, like, crank, like, as soon as, like, there's a, usually a halt button. You know, like, a, you know, stop the elevator, emergency stop kind of a thing. That I yeah. would try to, like, hit as soon as I can. Uh, and... One question, this service elevator, I in my brain, I was imagining those ones where it's like very open air kind of a thing. I don't know what it's like, but I kind of imagine that, you know, there's grading on it or whatever. I, is it anything like that or is it like encapsulated? I was thinking fully encapsulated. Um, okay. And unlike the hyperlists we saw earlier that were very glassy and give you a beautiful view mm. of the terrain, these ones are, are like metallic and closed, no windows um, really just like kind of in the background meant to be moving freight, not, not designed to, uh, to give you a nice, beautiful view. So yeah, I think you are sort of trapped in 
in a metal box here. I will give you that it, uh, yeah, you're absolutely, like, you're right, there would be a halt elevator button. I think it's a combination of uh, the elevator moves so fast, and you you don't read the language that it just, like, it takes you a moment to kind of suss out, mm-hmm. wait, which one would be the, like, you know, it's it's probably got something indicating it in in a in a null elevator. It would be a big red button here. It's probably got something similar to uh, to indicate it, but it still takes you a moment to sort of decipher. And that moment is all the elevator needs to rocket down, you know, several dozen floors. So you do manage to break it uh, mm. or to halt it, but you're you're now trapped in a box, a ways away from where you were trying to go. Uh, okay, uh, that makes sense. And if there's like only one way out, which is like through the elevator door, um, I, I'm going to like once again re-engage my armor because mm-hmm. who cares now? And I'm going to try to like reach uh, and open up the door and like just pull it apart and then see like where I'm at and try to like, you know, get into um, onto whatever floor it's on right now. Let's get a roll for that, uh, and then mm-hmm. I think I want to go check in on on the rest of our crew. But before we do, let's let's leave it with a real cliffhanger here and get your roll for this this attempt. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm I'm down to my last last extra die. Uh, this is from Diligent <laughs> Maintenance, uh, and you know the team has some hype dice that is a resource that the crew shares. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Chester's not. A part of weird gravity, right? Now. Oh no! What? So, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I leave that up to you guys whether he has access to your crew dice. This is this is Robin's villain arc. This episode, he's <laughs> like, setting up all these all these oh if only moments. I, I mean, it would make sense that I would not have access to it because who's hyping Chester? Uh, according to Angus's punch, uh, not them. So Nick I, loves the tax man. <laughs> or the guy who hates the tax shit. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, with the extra die, I uh, four is what I get. Mixed success. With that, we go to check in on Angus and Elliot. So as we said with Lake and Nick at the start of the episode, a little bit of time has passed. I believe when we last left you, uh, Angus had just sort of disrupted Ramona's set uh, and then joined Elliot at the bar. And Elliot had just um, acquired some form of hard liquor, uh, the full <laughs> bottle from the bartender. Um, but it's been a little bit of time. What uh, what state are Elliot and Angus in at this point? Okay, so I want to pitch that the bottle is still on the bar along with a martini glass angus with the lobe globe that he still has asked the bartender like what do you make with this (laughs) um so he's got this like martini glass that's got this like weird iridescent fluid that if you try to spill it over the edge of the glass it actually doesn't spill over it's like got a weird looking viscosity to it (laughs) and like Angus has been sharing this drink with Elliot, and to cheer her up, he's been trying to come up with names for Ramona Nova that's not her stage name. (laughs) (laughs) Such as? Rhonda Nagata. Uh, Amanda, no thank you. Uh, Linda, (laughs) Nescafe. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. That's probably her real name. Ooh, Winona Wick. She's a secret Wick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the other Wicks disowned her. Oh, okay. Because she's just uh, not cool enough because she stole, I don't know, something from them. Like, she steals things from everybody. I wasn't on board, and then you got me back on board. <laughs> Thank God. Because I have said so many of these names, and, like, only about 60% of them have been good. Which really isn't good for my average. I need to be, like, better than that at being uh, cool and witty. You're pretty cool and witty, Angus. You're pretty cool and witty, Elliot. Shut up. (laughs) You shut up. (laughs) Uh, And as the two of you sort of uh, playfully um, jab back and forth here, uh, you hear a voice uh, from behind you, Elliot, that says, I don't know, I I I thought Secret Wick was was pretty clever. And as you turn around, you see not Ramona Nova... Uh, but a face you do recognize, uh, that of Juliet St. Clair, who you last met at Multipalooza uh, in Popularia. This is Ramona Nova's agent and manager. Mm. Go away. That's uh, <laughs> a little abrupt. You haven't even heard my offer yet. You're offering anything? I don't want it. Go away. <laughs> last time you made an offer to Elliot, it was a really bad offer. So think it through. We're having a great time right now. You want to ruin this vibe? We're having so much fun. Yeah. Not at all. I, <laughs> I, I I promise you I come in peace to well, not peace exactly, but pro conflict. What's the let me let me start at the beginning here. This No no no, you you win. You win. You won me over, I wanna listen. I'm listening. <laughs> this uh this rivalry that you two have struck up, it's been I, I think you'll agree, pretty good for business on both our ends. I, I imagine your new venture wouldn't be getting nearly the eyes on it that it is without Ramona's uh, constant disparagements of you. And, and meanwhile, the, the, the rivalry has been boosting Ramona's profile right back. It's, it's honestly a, a pretty mutually beneficial business arrangement. And uh, I just, I, I wanted to come in and, and assure you that uh, at least on my end, there are no hard feelings about uh, how things went down at Multipalooza, but, but I, I, I should really hope that there will continue to be hard feelings between you and Ramona Nova, because honestly, it's it's been really great. I, I couldn't have engineered better PR myself. Wait. <laughs> so to do the thing that would make you happy is doing the thing that would piss you off. But I want to piss you off. So I got to do the thing that makes you happy. <laughs> she kind of like turns that over in her brain a couple of times and is like, I think so listen it, it's not important just just thank you for keeping the hype going we we really do appreciate it and uh well ramona doesn't but ramona doesn't know what's good for her sometimes uh and and hey listen to to show you that there is uh it's all water on the bridge under the bridge on my end uh how about a, a little more ammunition oh wait what what seriously yeah i mean we have to keep the rivalry going and if you don't have anything on ramona then that's a pretty boring one-sided rivalry so (sighs) you're telling me secrets tell me the secret well i'm i'm sure you've heard the rumors about uh ramona and and uh samantha lynette and and uh, you have I'll, i'll give you this beforehand um samantha is the ex lead singer uh of Elvira Entwistle, who is, you know, the the remaining members are your current band. Mm -hmm. So I think you're well aware of what's going on in her career. 
it's probably the kind of thing where the her former bandmates sort of try to ignore the success she's found on Ramona Nova's label, but but also can't help but but gripe about it occasionally. Um, but you have also heard these rumors that yeah, Ramona has really taken Sam under her wing. That it's uh, they got a real uh, Fallout Boy Panic at the Disco situation going on where they're, they're sort of <laughs> she's mentoring her. Um, but also, uh, unlike Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco, I think. Uh, there are, are rum- rumors of a romantic entanglement between the two of them. Nothing confirmed. They haven't been like, they're not official or public, but uh, but that has been the speculation and the gossip. Okay, so the rumors are true. Is that what you're trying? That's not a secret. Everyone knows that already. Oh, yes. No, that's I've, I've made sure that, that those rumors have uh, have been well circulated. That's also good for business. So no, it's, it's my business for everyone to know that. The part that people don't know... Uh, including Ramona herself, is that uh, her protege, Samantha, is is currently over in a service hallway at the back of the club uh, and quite entangled with a member of uh, one of those, uh, what the Wicks, they're called? That oh. slug blasting crew. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Anyway, so if you wanted, you know, inspiration for an upcoming song or maybe wanted to snap a picture and post it somewhere. Maybe you just want to tell Ramona to her face. I, I, I don't, honestly, over the last few months, I've learned that uh, you have this totally covered. No one is better at at driving Ramona crazy than you. So uh, I leave it to uh, the <laughs> professional. Anyway, have a pleasant evening. <laughs> Angus, I'm so conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? No, hang on. No, I'm putting it together. Elliot? Mm-hmm. I think if anything, you have to like tell Ramona and you have to, uh, oh my God, these words are going to come out of my mouth. Be nice to her. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. But listen, listen, listen. Ramona isn't the one who's been screwing you over this whole time. It's been Juliet. <gasps> oh, you're right. That makes sense. Corporate business lady. Boo. Corporate business ladies are the worst. Oh, just like Tristan Voss. Boo. Just like Tristan Voss. Boo. Ah, oh, she did get us here, though. God damn it. Business sucks. Yeah. Okay, well, Ramona's around? Uh, yeah, I think she finished up her set, uh, and you you kind of lost track of her for a while. Presumably there were, you know, green rooms and artist areas. But I think if a uh, quick scan around the bar, uh, you, uh, you don't see her at first, and then you notice her over by the pool area. We'd established that there's sort of like a lowered area where there's, uh, there's people hanging out in a pool and this cat walks up above. You see Ramona not in the pool, but next to it. Uh, and as you watch, she uh, pulls a couple of uh, silver, like, bangly bracelets out of her pocket uh, and puts them on. And then they begin to sort of, like, glow. And she steps out over the pool, but her bangles are sort of keeping her hovering and she just sort of walks out over above the heads of the people in the pool or like along the surface and is is partying over in the pool area okay but also literally walking on water (laughs) yeah no i I got that um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go talk to her you can't walk on water no but i just wanted to make sure that you knew that before you tried no, I appreciate that. And that's okay. why we're friends. Um, that is why we're friends, yeah. I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to be so nice. I'm going to be... I mean, 
mean, you don't have to be so nice. She only wanted to be friends with, like, because of her glitch. So, like, she's definitely got, like, some of that fame-chasing thing going on. So you don't have to be, like, so... I'm so sorry. I keep thinking that I'm fast-forwarding, but I'm not. I'm just drunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You want to come with me? What? You want to come with me? Yeah, okay. I'll come with you. All right, let's go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Please drink responsibly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> this is Glenna and Lena saying, please drink responsibly. As you make your way over to the pool, I think you can you can hear a commotion beginning to uh, arise in another area of the club, but but you're on a mission and uh, and you're headed over to track down Ramona. But we're going to cut over to where that commotion is because uh, we we last left our friends Lake and Nick uh, in the bit of a a bit of a hot spot. just saw Nick's other half apparate into the bar. The bouncers are after him. He's sort of trying to hide in the crowd. Um, are you are you intervening at this, in this at all? Are you watching this play out? What's what's the play here? Now, Rowan. Yes. Uh, one thing that we had established was that when I split in two, my sword duplicated. Everything that was on me duplicated, yeah? Yes. Everything is sort of less powerful <gasps> and, mm-hmm. and needed kick and stuff. But The y- one yes. duplicate righty was down below with Chester and gave him a certain something that was in his Okay. Pocket. Okay. Does this mean that that same pocket on Lefty would also contain, I don't know, that same device? You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if Lake turns to Nick, he is suddenly has a very different face, but still the body of of a young young teen. <laughs> right. Okay. So the Nick that was in the club the whole time now doesn't look like Nick, but the Nick that they're after still does because he gave away that that device. Yes. <laughs> I guess that lends credence to the fact that Chester got found out in the elevator because you gave him, you know, a, a half powered electric mustache. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. That was the issue. <laughs> it was nothing that Chester did. No. <laughs> How dare you? So yes, Nick, your your uh, Matt Static self now does not look like you anymore. Uh, I'd like you look over to see someone who is dressed like Nick, carrying all of Nick's accessories, but whose face looks nothing like Nick. And also has a mustache on like a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Lake, I, I don't understand. I'm not sure what we should be on the lookout for. I I didn't think I would rush back here like this, but it must be something big if, if I chose to freaking teleport tower to tower. I I didn't even know you split at all. That's kind of kind of cool. Well, I what, I don't know what could we what could we be looking out for? Um Oh, sorry. Yeah, I I still felt bad that we were just walking away from Chester, so I went to check on him, but I guess he came across something. Uh, well, if your if your double was going to look for Chester, then maybe it has something to do with Chester. Maybe Chester's in trouble. I don't know, because I just the other me just said that Chester's on his way. So, right. Oh gosh, if Chester's in trouble, then trouble's headed here. Lake, we have to find the other me. Agreed. And or Chester. Or Chester. Um, no, I think you're right. We let's find the other you. Um, that's he, he seems to know more than any of us. We gotta catch that hooligan before the security guards do. 
Okay, well, it's on it, and I, I still imagine we're up on that, like, higher level of the bar, like, looking down where the wicks and, like, where we were doing the contest last time. Sure, I like that, yeah. Uh, I think Lake just kind of, like, runs to the balcony and looks down at the at the club to see if she can spot anything just from up there. Yeah, um, catching up to him, I think, will require a roll, but I think, yeah, you, you, uh, you guys saw him enter, and it was, I, we established pretty close to you guys, so, uh, probably directly below the catwalk area that you're currently on. Uh, maybe you're not like, you're not currently above the pool part. You're above the sort of the, the general dance club area. And yeah, I think it takes you a second. You're scanning the crowd and then you sort of see that ethereal translucent, uh, like ghostly version of Nick, uh, sort of sliding through and in between always one step ahead of the bouncers, but, but like just barely they are, they are moving their way, kind of doing the thing where they part the crowd and muscle their way through um, and he is Sweet. running out so of time. So I can I can see these ba- see these bouncers moving towards Nick. Yes, yeah, as well as uh, Nick. The and, other Nick. Yeah. Nick, Nick, I, I see you. You're down there. Look. Hmm. I have an idea. Um, and she's gonna ready the reality cannon and point it at the bouncer. Okay. Um, and she's gonna use the uh, subjectivity diode, create a temporary illusionary reality for a specific target. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So strategy has been discussed. Obviously, the correct strategic response is to just make him forget, um, <laughs> not be able to see who he's looking for. But uh, that's how Liam would solve the problem. Lake, however, <laughs> loves things in multiples. Um, of course. <laughs> and, and is going to uh, make it so that uh, it, should this succeed, this guy is going to see a bar entirely crowded with nicks uh, of different sizes and shapes and body types. <laughs> Real being John Malkovich <laughs> situation. Yeah, I love yes. it. <laughs> yeah, not a million copies of the same, li- like, the same little guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm going to take a hype die. So I'm going to roll two with the hype die. And then can I use one for my heart playbook? Uh, describe how your passion or empathy helps your action. I think this was literally like, <gasps> we've been warned of danger. Spring yeah. into action. Absolutely. I think that makes total Sweet. sense. Uh, well, so I was going to click the die, but how many bouncers are after him? Oh, you know what? Yeah, I I think there's, let, let's say there's three. I will give you that if you throw some kick on this, you can affect, uh, we'll say even if you if you want to throw one kick on it, you can attempt to get all of them. Great, I will do that. Nice. So my die, my hype die, and a kick from my heart playbook. Roll a two die about it. Mm, I'm going to roll three die about it. I'm going to take a, the, the, <laughs> the, the die from my, my playbook as well. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Three. Oh, boy. <laughs> is that a good wow or a bad wow? Uh, that's a fun wow. I got a three, a three, and a two. So. <laughs> oh, brutal. Um, okay. I think I've, I've figured out how this plays out. Because here's the thing. You made such a fun offer of someone seeing nothing but Nicks in the entire bar that I... it. It feels like I can't just be like, no, you don't get to do that because it's too fun. So here's here's what happens. You line up your shot. You start charging the, the reality cannon. And just as you're about to fire, I think some of the slug blasters are still up here on the catwalks playing slug. And one of them sort of does a jump from one to another, which happens to be the one you're standing on. And just sort of the whole thing uh, shudders and swings. And it just throws off your shot as you're about to to fire the lob down at the bouncers. Mm-hmm. However, there's someone running across the dance floor on their way over to the catwalk area, specifically over to the pool, uh, which is uh, Angus and Elliot. And mm. I think this shot hits Angus. Oh, no. <laughs> 
beautiful. I'm sorry I made you describe all that only to say I'm gonna nope. Um, <laughs> Fair I enough. Want that trub- I want that trouble. Is it too trouble? Yes, too trouble to nope. Cool. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I still don't succeed. Um, <laughs> no, it, but, it, yeah, but it goes sailing past Angus, maybe it, like right in between Angus and Elliot, and they both sort of look up like, what the hell? Can, uh, <laughs> can I hit the robot at the bar? <laughs> yeah, okay, no, oh I like that. God. He was talking to you earlier about his existential dread about like people replicating <laughs> human <laughs> beings and like how can you trust anyone? And suddenly he looks around and the entire bar is that person he was talking to. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, they found me. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, great, that's the note. Mark your trouble. Um, you don't hit your friend Angus. It is still a failure, and so I, I think how it does play out here is that these bouncers um, are both looking for ghostly Nick in the crowd, but now have caught that there's someone up on the catwalks with a reality cannon firing at the bouncers um so you are on their radar as well and you see them kind of converse to each other and like i think one of them stays on the floor to look for ghost nick and two of them start heading in your direction so uh she's so as this all happens lake uh looks over at this terrified robot is like sorry (laughs) and like waves her waves her hand like oops oopsie he sees Um, uh a nick who is half glitched out (laughs) uh waving at him and like sorry (laughs) sorry nick i tried also, I might have made it worse. Do you have any hot ideas? If I were me, where would I go? I mean, didn't we pass a some sort of room with a bunch of computers in it, Nick? A, a computer room? The computer room! <laughs> it, I'm, I'm probably heading there. Uh, there's probably some way I, I can connect to the network here or or, or, or look in over the security feeds and, and see what that what the trouble was. Man, I'm, I'm a smart cookie. <laughs> you sure are, but how the heck are you going to get down there? Uh, I guess we just gotta go. <laughs> uh, j- j- jumps off the railing. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Oh yeah, I guess it's Nick. I guess he can get down there pretty easily. That's not a that's not a problem for him. <laughs> um, but is like in pursuit. Are you guys both headed to this this computer station? Sure. I'll uh, maybe take a, a more uh, circuitous route than uh, the direct down, down the wall. that Nick likes to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but she she starts like quickly going down like graded stairs like like metal grading stairs to yeah like, there's like a uh yeah like is it metal grading spiral stairway going down that you you find yeah. your way down uh that's a different one than the security guards are going up and you're able to sort of lose them in the crowd she might throw in a banister slide part of the way through but love it Hello, dear listeners, it is your Slugmaster Game Blaster podcaster here to thank everyone who supports the show by leaving us nice reviews and recommending us to their friends, and to sternly chastise anyone who doesn't do those things. Consider yourselves chastised. Uh, But also, thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us, seriously. Uh, We are at Quantum Kickflip on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow us for new episode updates, memes, audiograms, and more. You can also subscribe to us on Patreon, where for just five bucks a month, you can get early access to every new episode of Quantum Kickflip, as well as bi-weekly bonus content like interviews, outtakes, and Chester's Groove Station. Uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. Check them out at amaas.ca. And finally, we are proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network, who have a ton of amazing, wonderful, locally made shows over at albertapodcastnetwork.com. 
We release Quantum Kickflip bi-weekly, so you can catch the thrilling conclusion of this run on Wednesday, March 30th. And uh, we're going to get you right back to the action here, but first I'm going to throw it over to Wendy Wick for some quick words from our sponsors. Hey, they told me I had to read some stuff or whatever, so let's do it fast, because I'm bored. This episode was brought to you by ATB. At ATB, they make banking work for you. With expert and practical advice in everyday banking and investment planning expertise and management services with ATB Wealth, you can be confident that you're making smart choices when it comes to your money. They have a history of doing what's right for their clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. That's atb.com. I keep all my money and cash in my purse, but then I left my purse on the bus. It was bad. This episode was also brought to you by Pod Power. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Your Forest. Your Forest is a podcast about the natural world. Hear stories about the environment, renewable resources, conservation, forestry, hunting, fishing, and more. This is a podcast for those who cannot live without the joys and wonders of all wild things. Find Your Forest wherever you get your podcasts or at yourforestpodcast.com. That's yourforestpodcast.com. Forests are gross. One time I thought I stepped in poop, but it was just mud, but it was still gross because mud is gross. Anyway, bye. last left you it was on a a thrilling cliffhanger you had rolled a mixed success trying to pry the elevator doors open um you're using your powered armor here i'm assuming yes uh yes yes that's right i don't know why i didn't phrase it as a question i just i answered my own (laughs) assumption uh yeah, so I think you're able to sort of get a, a grip on these doors with your your gauntlets and you wrench them in opposite directions and the elevator is it's that thing where it's like half way sort of in between floors so you mm-hmm. have to sort of like crawl up and out um but is a mixed success is a success you're able to get the doors open and you're able to crawl out uh onto the floor the mm-hmm. complication lies in uh where you find yourself because this thing dropped a fair bit before you were able to get out so you are not currently on the 640th floor of the kindred multiversal mega tower uh down the hall to the right you are on a completely different floor um, we're not even sure which one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you enter into, because it is a service elevator, it's just sort of like a, a hallway. But as you, uh, you know, you realize that this elevator is, is now jammed up, you've hit the halt button and it's, it is locked there. You're going to have to go find, you know, the main turbo lifts or at the very least a different elevator of some sort to get up to where you're trying to go. Um, and as you head down this hallway, uh, you realize that it opens up into, Kind of like an open floor plan office space, which with a bunch of desks and cubicles. Mm-hmm. And at all of these desks, mm-hmm. you you see uh, robots, like similar to the one we talked about back in the club. Very obvious looking, <laughs> like gears right. and pipes and like tin can sort of looking robots. Um, and they're all like working at computer consoles and scribbling in ledgers. Uh, it looks like they're doing some form of accounting or dare I say, maybe even taxes? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, why, no. Why do they have robots manually entering data into computers instead of just having a computer do the process? Who knows? I don't know. It's operablum. I have no idea why they do things the way they do. But there are robots typing in computers. Um, 
And uh, as you round the corner, one of them comes up to you and is like, hang on. You you are not cleared to be on this floor. What 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 is your business? What is your business here? Um, I the the elevator got stuck, and I just need to get uh, you know, just to the other uh, elevator if I can. Oh, so faulty elevator. Me. Yes, absolutely, uh, completely yeah. understandable. No problem at all. We'll just need you to fill out form seven hundred and fifteen B. One moment. Um, and another robot comes Ooh, over and hands you a big hefty, it's like several papers like stapled together and hands you this, this form written all in operablen and a pen. Like just fill this out and file it and we'll no, get back um, to you shortly. I, I don't, I've just, I've just got to, no, it's fine. I, I just need to, I, I just going to, I try to like slide between the two of them. It, it, it's. Okay. You need I to fill need out the form, my... sir. You need to fill out this form. No, I don't think so. I Please, Mr. Taxman, yeah, this is not a fight I want to have today. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, we'll just need you to file a pacifism request. One moment, and they hand you a different <laughs> form with another pen. Oh, my God. Oh, this is not going to end. I can see what Graham Capone was always talking about. And then, like, I just uh, take a gauntlet, like, try to, like, maybe I can whack a couple of uh, them off to the one side, whack a couple the other way, and then I'm just going to charge down the hall like I'm some sort of uh, like office linebacker, just bam, bam, <laughs> hip-checking them as I go. <laughs> and uh, my, my, my hope is that I'm going to try to either find some stairs or elevator or whatever it is. Um, oh boy, through. yeah, absolutely. Let's get a roll to see how you how well you deal with these robots first. <laughs> well, once again, I don't have any die, uh, extra die to, to do this. So I'm, I'm just going, oh boy, one die. <clears throat> now, I did roll a two. However, mm-hmm. I do have an ability called Unlock, uh, yes. where I spend hours and hours practicing brawling. <laughs> Uh, and if it helps you, I can spend one trouble to upgrade uh, a one to three result into a four to five result. Or I, I guess it means, it probably means to say to gain one trouble. So now it's a four to five result instead of a complete failure. Yeah, yes, you mark one trouble to boost it to a mixed yeah. success. That is absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. That that makes total sense that Chester would, would rely on his brawling to get out of this situation. <laughs> so yeah, as you're as you're fighting your way through and you, you talk about how Graham Capone told you you should have listened to Graham Capone, one of them is like, uh, application to emancipate grandmother, hold on one moment, and they hand you another form. Um, and you go you to try and- You leave her be, and I take one of my softballs and just like hurl it at that one's head in particular, just bam! Yeah, part of the the mixed nature of the success. Yeah, you you were trying to um, just swat a couple of them away and make a run for it, but I think because you're using your ability here to specifically invoke uh, your brawling experience, like the the making a run for it uh, ship has sailed. You gotta you're fighting your way through here. Um, so robots are, are yeah. popping up and handing you forums, and you're decking them, and their heads are spinning all the way around several times as they <laughs> stumble back. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you're uppercutting entire uh, robot jaw pieces. Uh, they're like hanging by the hinge by the time you're done with them and fighting your way through this crowd. And I think, um, yeah, you, you do get where you're trying to get. Like you, you managed to make your way through here because it is a mixed success. Um, the complication I'm going to give you 
you mentioned you were looking for an elevator or stairs. An elevator would be preferable, um, but I think what you do find is a stairwell, and you realize that you have um, several hundred, or well, several dozen, maybe hundred floors of stairs to climb. Uh, and that is that is the mix. It's just going to cost you a lot of time at this point. Like you're you're you've got a ways to go, and there's a lot of stairs oh. between you and where you're trying to get. Oh, gee. Okay. And they're like um, the really like tight, twisty ones. So like you can't even launch yourself up the middle. Like oh. it, you just you gotta run them. All right. Well, looks like I have to get a running. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, then that's, I think, where we leave Chester, is running stairs. Uh, one of the things he does, <laughs> he had to navigate a couple situations where he wasn't in his element, but running stairs, that's what Chester does best. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, let's check in back in the club, uh, specifically with uh, Angus and Elliot. You were on your way over to the pool area. You narrowly avoided a lob shot from Lex Reality Cannon. I don't know if you even noticed that happen or not. Uh, I leave it to you how intoxicated you are and whether that um, caught your attention. Um, but one way or another, you make it your way over to the pool area. Uh, and as established, Ramona Nova is sort of... Um, hanging out and partying with the people in the pool, but also decisively above the people in the pool. What do you do? Hey. Hey. Hey, Ramona. 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 <laughs> Ramona. Ramona. I think you don't catch her attention right away, but you catch, like, you start to annoy the people around you, and eventually, like, that catches her attention. Angus, Angus tries to get a chant going. Ramona, Ramona, Ramona. <laughs> yeah, oh, that that works. And Ramona is just kind of like doing the thing where she's like, oh, no, st- stop, come on, but also clearly loving it. And in sort of, you know, turning around in, in, uh, and admiring all of the adoration that she's receiving, uh, her eyes do finally land on the two of you. Um, she makes her way over. She doesn't come down. She's still like floating about a foot above the surface of the water uh, and a little about, you know, eight feet out from where you are on the side of the pool and comes over and is like, what do you want? We just, look, I, shut up, listen. No, shut up. Um, <laughs> Came to catch the show? Sure. Or in your case, interrupted, I guess, and kind of shoots, uh, stares daggers at Angus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was great. And he's my hero for it. And it's awesome. But listen, listen, no, this isn't about that. This is about you. This is about your agent. Your agent sucks. Oh boy, she's a mean lady. Angus is nodding, nodding along. It's about me, is it? Because the way I see it, once again, this is like everything, all about you. Anytime Elliot's involved, it has to be all about Elliot. Everything has to revolve around you. What? No. No, listen, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do, can I do a nice thing for you? Can you just listen to me for like two seconds? Who even let you in here? I mean, this is Matt static. I, I thought they had some standards, but apparently things have been slipping. I don't know if I'll be doing another show here if, if they're just letting anyone in. Okay, look, you care about Sam, right? What, what do you, what do you talk about? Sam, Sam from my label, Sam? Yeah, you, you guys are like into each other, right? I don't know what gossip rags you've been reading. And she kind of like, you, you do catch a little bit of a, a a blush going on here, but she sort of plays <laughs> it off and is like, listen, I, my interest is in Sam is because I know talent when I see it. 
and I, I got the best member of Elvira and Whistle, and you were left with the table scraps, so... Okay, you're making this really hard to be nice to you, and I'm trying so hard to be nice to you right now. You're doing good. Keep it up. Oh, I'm sorry. Which part was being nice? Interrupting my set and ruining my new song, your little friend there, or or this part where you're drunkenly shouting at me while I'm trying to to have a good time? What what part of this is nice exactly? Sam is making out with Whitney Wick right now. Allegedly. Allegedly. We actually didn't go to check, because also that would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) And I think she kind of, she she stammers a little bit here. She doesn't quite know what to say to that. And then I just and then I, takes a moment. I thought you should know. Because that sucks. And even though I like pissing you off, I don't want you to be like caught up in a shitty situation. Also, your agent is the one who told me. So like. Nice. Of course you would do this. Of course you would. You. Sam is the the one thing I have that you don't. You you are jealous that I got the best member of Elvira and Whistle, and so you're trying to. Oh to my ruin god! Can you stop talking? Us. Like everything is a goddamn competition, and just talk like you're talking to a goddamn person. I'm not the one once? who made it a competition. I listen. You wrote that song about me, and you. I don't have time for this. If you want to try and stand in my way or make me jealous or whatever. It's it's not going to work. I've got everything I've ever wanted and you've got nothing and you're jealous and and I'm done with you. I'm just saying you should get a new agent. Yeah, well, oh. you should oh, get oh. an agent, period, so you don't have to do backwater tours and play dive bars and... Oh, you've been you know following just... my career? That's really nice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Ramona Nova is your biggest fan. Aww. <laughs> I think she just turns her back and, and walks out into the into the middle of the pool and, and leaves you standing there on the sidelines. Well, I tried. You can't say I didn't try. I was so nice. You were so nice. <laughs> she made it so hard for you to be nice to her. I know. Damn, Elliot, you're like just such a freaking good person. Thank you, Angus. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I need to sit down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think as you say that, um, you're, you're sort of standing near the edge of the pool uh, and and near the uh, edge of the dance floor as well. Uh, and and someone comes careening out of the crowd of people on the dance floor and knocks right into you. And both of you go falling to the ground. Uh, actually, wait, you're next to a pool. You both go falling into the pool. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, uh, and as you resurface and sort of shake the water out of your hair, uh, you look over to see your friend, Nick Lowe. And his face looks exactly like Nick Lowe. This Nick? Oh, he looks like Nick. <laughs> okay, I was like, I don't know what I was... Uh. <laughs> this is the Nick that was trying to run away from security guards and, and has now accidentally knocked himself and Elliot into the pool. <gasps> Nick! Hi! Elliot! Where is... Sorry, wait... Uh, Quick, we need to, uh, with the, the, the chest, uh, and then again, the guards with it, and I was running, and I was running, and I was just running. Are you going to make me say it? uh, He's going to make me say it. Take a breath, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what? Oh, the pool is really fun, actually. But wait, uh, we 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 have to hurry. I don't I don't I don't know what their plans are, but 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 Chester's on his way to try and help us uh, stop whatever Jet Collector's up to. And and Jet Collective, um, Chester. 
you need to slow down a little bit because you're not making any sense and also we're both drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can hear the guards coming. Me, 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 me behind the, the, the billboard. Me, me behind the billboard. And uh, he's just tearing off out of the pool again, <laughs> sopping across <laughs> the dance floor. So yeah, you see Nick crawl up out of the pool and, and go running off, uh, leaving a, a wet trail behind him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sure enough, right after him, one of these bouncers emerges from the crowd and is kind of scanning around and uh, sees you in the pool where you've just, you know, created this big splash and is like, neither of you guys see uh, see a, a small kid in like glowing sneakers and running running around. Um, sometimes you can kind of see through them. I, I, you see anybody like that around here? That doesn't sound real. <laughs> Wait, no, tell me, sorry. So how tall? How tall? He was like up, up to my waist up uh, like i don't You're know tall. He, like how tall are one you of the, I, i'm 50 glebnarks tall because i'm from Dennis <laughs> Bar, and that's how we measure our mind is in glebnarks do you know how tall 50 glebnarks is no you're wasting my time have you seen him or not well, yes n- sorry yes we we're just all rattled because he came here and he pushed my friend into the pool yeah but i i think i saw him go off that way and angus points in the opposite direction to the towards the stage okay yeah. Okay. Thank. Thank you. Thank you. Um. And and heads off. Um. What's the conversion rate on Glebnarks? Sorry about <laughs> my friend. She's really drunk. <laughs> he doesn't pay attention to either of those remarks and goes off in search of Nick <laughs> in the wrong direction. You have successfully confused this bouncer. Cool. And then I would think we would go and and meet with Nick behind You're following the billboard. After. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So there's there's three of you headed to the computer room from one direction. Let's go catch up with our with our other two friends. Yeah, I was gonna say like we would be up like a minute or two behind this, right? Yeah, Lake and and other Nick, um, you guys were heading <laughs> making your way down. Yeah, I think you're within sight of this computer room now. Uh, we established there's like there's a doorway. Um, it's at the base of the wall with the big billboard. Every once in a while, you see like security personnel go in and out, but it it looks pretty like locked down. Like the you know it, it looks like a a uh, no entry sort of area. The, the sign on the door is in Operavelon once again, but but you get the sense that it probably says keep out or no entry or uh, security only or something to that effect. This seems weirdly calm. I, I can't tell if I'm in there or... Well, I, I mean, I know I'm standing out here, but 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 if, I, if I'm, I'm half in there, but, but also not like half stepping through the, the door, I haven't done that yet. That, that was my initial inkling is I'll just walk through the door, but I also don't know if I'm already beyond the door or or if... If, um, um, oh, it feels like I have half a brain, like. <laughs> she, she's, like, just caught up, because you obviously got down much faster than she oh, did. Yeah. So you've been fretting about this alone for 30 seconds before she's like. <laughs> oh, yeah, stairs. Um, yeah, that's, uh, normally where Angus would tell you to, uh, take a deep breath, but we don't have that dynamic. So she's, like, just sort of stares at you. Yeah, it's a real doozy. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, she's. I think a, just a sneak is probably our best idea. I don't think we're we're still, you know, on the lamb, as it were. Um, I, I think if we just keep a low profile, we can maybe get a, a handle on what's going on. Hmm. And she like bites her lower lip. How are we gonna sneak? Uh, do you have Do you have any suggestions? <laughs> uh, and with that, Nick slowly fades down in visibility and starts inching his way toward the door. And he's he's gonna just try and go through the door. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I will roll, I will add a die, so I'm just going to roll 2d6 for my hyperphaser to roll to face through walls and other matter. 
That's a six. Uh, yeah, complete success. So, uh, Nick, you, you, yeah, turn ghostly, intangible, and, and I assume just sort of peek your head through the wall into this room. And yeah, inside, I think you do see there's like, uh, uh, computer arrays, security feeds. You can see like there's cameras throughout the club kind of monitoring what everyone's up to in the different areas so that they can uh, send bouncers where they need to go. This is probably where that security alert came up for the other Nick appearing in the first place was like the the security system for that would be run through through this hub here. Mm-hmm. You also see that it looks like there's like one display dedicated to what's uh, displaying on the billboard outside. Like it's just running a constant stream of like advertisements and, and uh, mm. different little little video clips for various products with Operablen ad copy over top. Um, so that the controls for the big billboard are also in here. And then on top of all of that, there's just one person in here sort of monitoring the console and occasionally like picking up a radio and, and uh, radioing the different bouncers around the club. And because you rolled a complete success here, you you sort of emerge behind them and out of their eyeline. So you you see them, you see that there's a person manning this booth, uh, but they don't see you. I think having gotten through to the inside, uh, Nick sticks a hand back through and does like a beckoning hand gesture to Lake. Sweet. <laughs> and then opens the door from the inside, presuming it would have been locked or something otherwise. Yeah, I think that's exactly the case. Uh, but because you're opening it from the inside, you're able to just open it. Eventually, this person in here is going to notice something happening. Oh, yeah. But um, I, I think I'm, I'm just hoping that I can make an opening for Lake to, to do something. Yeah, and then maybe I can deal with Because everyone's tired of me just hitting guys over the head with swords, because apparently that's not cool. <laughs> Nick, the, the serial uh, head bonker, um, you've opened the door. We're going to let that success ride for a little bit. Again, she, like, yeah, she doesn't notice you enter. She doesn't notice the door opening. We'll see how long this plays out. Uh, but, Lake, you've, you've got an open door. Great. She, as you open the door, she was looking on her uh, parameter dial for like, um, does does visible work? Is that a parameter of how how opaque something is? Uh, do, oh, thank God, he opened the door. Okay, good. Um, yeah, okay. Oh, we gotta we gotta someone someone there who can see us any second. Um, screw it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like Angus does when he does his little try it again thing. Except I've had five minutes between these events. I'm gonna try to subjectivity diode this guy or this lady. Um, she said it was a lady at the, yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, same thing I tried to do to the other security guard. I am going to try to hit her with the subjectivity diode to oh, give her a temporary man. illusion of reality. But this time she's learned her lesson and is going to do it, uh, where she's not going to see, um, the reality that I think I'm going to try to have her see is like a loop like whatever you'll just see everything going as normal you're like doing the the looping the security tape where it just like plays the same footage of an empty hallway but for her brain you're just like yeah, you know what it is? Wow. i got it yep yep i got it because i was like how would how would i tell the canon to loop it yeah. and i think so there's like she you know in there's i'm not great at photoshop but i know there's a tool where like like almost like the eyedropper tool yeah. where you like can get a specifically the color you want or you can get like a patch or something by holding yeah like, and yeah, get, yeah, 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 like a stamp, a sample. Mm-hmm. So th- she's going to take the camera equivalent of that. So the the reality cannon, she points it at some reality, mm-hmm. gets a little <laughs> sample of it, <laughs> and then fires it at the person so that she will see the like five second clip of reality she just took. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I love this so much. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, there is a creepy <laughs> implication that she will see that forever. 
I, I think it wears, it's uh, Spider-Man's web situation. It eventually just sort of okay. takes care of itself. It dissolves or it goes away. Um, you got to roll for this, right? Yeah, of course. And I'm going to, I'm going to add a, um, add an extra die for my turbo. <laughs> Another three. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, rough. This doesn't have anything to do with swimming, does it? <laughs> no, it super doesn't. You can't, <laughs> can't bump this up to a mixed success. Oh. It's like, yeah, I think it's as simple as because earlier it was, you know, you got jostled and it threw off your shot and you couldn't quite, you know, bullseye the security guard that you were trying to shoot from, from one floor up. Here you've got a pretty straight shot. You're You're aiming at a person who's sitting looking at a screen. So I don't think it makes sense that, like, would miss here. So I think it's just you you engage your cannon um, and it does the thing where it's like, it fires the lob shot, it fires like a ball. So I imagine there's like a moment before it fires where it starts to sort of charge and build energy and just the sound and light from that, like Nick was moving intangibly through the wall and being very silent. But as soon as there's like a and an energy ball charging, this guard immediately is like, what the hell is going on? And turns around and sees both of you. Uh, Probably see it through like through a reflection in a screen, like you know. Yeah, exactly. Turn, yeah. It, it immediately reflects <laughs> off of like five different displays in front of her, and she's like, yeah. "What is happening?" Uh, and picks up her radio. As she turns, the shot fires, hits a screen. Uh, that screen is looping <laughs> five seconds of reality, but it's weirdly like not what was displaying. It's it's the the reality you sampled, so it's like displaying the inside of the security booth on a five second loop. Um, <laughs> And then the security guard turns around. So you've missed, that's your failure. The complication is she picks up her radio and immediately begins to call the rest of the team in to, uh, for backup. Uh, I'd like to nope something if I can. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I think, yeah, the shot goes off wrong. And, and just as this uh, person monitoring in the security room goes to make the call to the rest of her team, like L- L- Lake and Nick have been found. They've just been standing there. Yeah. There's almost the sound of a, a wet sneakery sort of sound running up, and uh, the other Nick just whacks this guard in the back of the head with his sheath sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I love it. Mark oh. your trouble for that. <laughs> and this is different than the one standing next to me, right? Yeah. Yes, both, yeah, both Nicks are now here, but the other one wasn't there for the stealthy approach to let you do a thing. Yeah, <laughs> our Nick re- uh, resisted the temptation to to give into his old habits and whack this guard, but the other Nick has been through hell and doesn't have time. She she uh, goes down in a heap, and uh, as we've established many a time in Quantum Kickflip, will wake up a little later on with a bit of a headache and no no further negative complications beyond that. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? I mean, I at least brought orange slices. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and with that, you have command of this, uh, like, you are alone in the security room and you stopped her from radioing anyone. So at least for the time being, like, you did see security coming in and out of this room quite a bit. So I, I don't know that you've, like, got a, a secret base of operations or anything. But at least in this moment, you are the only ones in here. I think Angus and Elliot catch up shortly uh, shortly after other Nick comes running up. Um they, they needed a moment to distract the guard there, and they're a little drunk, so it maybe took them a while to figure out where they were going and what they were talking about. But um, but with that, we find 
I was going to say not quite the entire crew, but no, it is the entire crew. All of Weird Gravity is present, aren't all they? All five of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all five members of Weird Gravity. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Nick, uh, uh, they say two brains is better than one, and even your half brain is better than most. So uh, glad to have you both here. Gives them both a high five. Uh, which oh. has this weird symmetry where, like, one of them high-fives are glitched hand and one of them high-fives are regular <laughs> hand. Um, and then we turn around and the the other two walk in. Okay. Was, <clears throat> what is the plan? I mean, Nick's at a big computer, so I feel like it's probably that. That's a- we should just watch the door. Okay. Nick, are you, are you recomposing yourself or are you staying separate? Um, I, I don't think it's occurred to him just in this moment because the one Nick who was making a rush here, uh, to check the the cams and the feeds is is getting right to work. And the other Nick is very confused. So he's doing that thing where in Jurassic Park, where, where, uh, Timmy is just hitting his sister's arm while she's trying to do the thing on the computer. And it's like, Timmy, you could, you could be doing anything else right now that's helpful, but he's just sitting there hitting her arms while she's trying to solve the thing on the computer. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Why are there two of you? Oh, well, it, the thing where I can do the two of us, so I, one does a thing, I and the other does a thing. Were you, like, trying to party twice as much? Not quite. Yeah, because you think, like, homework is like partying. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been assigned. It has to get done at some point. Why are there two of you? I, I felt bad about it as leaving Chester, so I went to check on him, but I also didn't want to leave you guys alone because it seems like whenever I leave the crew, everyone gets real mad about it, and then we've already lost somebody <laughs> from the crew, and I just didn't watch you, but now there's two of me, and I just want to figure out what's wrong. Nick, can you please quiet down? I am trying to figure <laughs> out where Jack Collective is. Wait, Jack, Jack Collective. Wait, uh, Nick, who knows anything? Yeah, Jack Collective? Let's go. Uh, Jack Collective, they were talking to Chester, and they have some sort of plan... Uh, about coming in, messing up Matt's static because they heard that Miper was sponsoring us to be here. Damn. Man, Elliot, you really pissed them off. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, though, are they here for us or are they here for Miper? Do they know that we're Miper? Um, not we're... Uh, I don't want to be You Miper. know what I'm trying to say? Well, I guess that's the biggest thing is whether we are or not, but... Something about Miper is here, and Jack Collective wants to get in and stop it, or mess it up, or turn it into a rampaging hologram. You know what they do. Well, I mean, we're we're kind of Miper, so yeah, maybe they're coming for our necks. That sucks. This sucks. Are you guys drunk? <laughs> she, like, smells the, the booze. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mom. Hey, I'm just asking. I've never seen you guys drink before. I'm not trying to... <clears throat> On the first day of school, when we first met, we there was uh, booze there. So, whatever. Just because you drink panic all the time doesn't mean that we don't know how to party. I just, I just meant on runs. I just meant, you know, like, how you don't drink before you do something you, like, care about deeply, right? Like, I don't drink before I go swimming. I wasn't planning on it, okay? And I think it's in this moment of, like, just conversational uh, noise where you're all kind of trying to figure out what could be going on. What is Jet Collective doing? What are they here for Miper or you? Are Who's drunk and should they be? And is it okay uh, that uh, on one of the screens bursting into the uh, club, you see, uh, you see the form of your friend Chester. His face doesn't look like Chester, but his armor is unmistakable. Uh, and it's got... <laughs> um, 
he's, he's got a uh, robot like clinging to the leg piece, but just like one arm and a torso <laughs> and like a bunch of forms uh, and, and paperwork jammed into one of the elbow servos. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's just covered streaming sweat because he's just run several hundred flights of stairs. <laughs> Both Nicks just look up at the screen and go, baby face. <laughs> Chester, you're, you're bursting into the club. You've, you've made your way up here. It is a very exclusive club, and you were not one of the you were not on the invite list uh, from Miper because you were not part of the crew at this point. So I imagine that Chester is able to, with his power armor, to sort of brute force his way through the door, but not without attracting a bunch of attention. So I guess let's let's rewind for a second here. Is that what Chester would do, or were you trying to stealth this? <laughs> Okay, so where exactly am I coming onto this floor? Like, wh- whereabouts? Am, is it right into the party floor? Or, like, or I guess it's down the hall from the Yeah, entrance, you would I'm be guessing? down the hall to the left from from where, uh, where they are, which is down the hall to the right, as has been established many a time. You'd immediately see a huge long lineup of people waiting to get in, much like they saw when they first got here. So, yeah, you, you can pretty easily find the entrance of the club because it's... It's what everyone is lined up at. And you also see a big thinnest Prussian bouncer. Uh, so what I'm trying to do is do that thing of like, tr- I'm going to try to kind of go up to the door. I'm going to try to uh, like look in. I'm not cutting the line. I'm just kind of like going around the line to see if I can just see past the guard into the into the club itself. Just to see if I can um, verify one way or the other if a jet collective is in there. Yeah, at this moment, no. You, you the the bouncer barks something at you in Operable, and you you don't understand, but but can probably piece it together from context clues. Uh, but yeah, it looks like a club. Like I think, in order to see the entirety of the club, you would have to enter the club, and this guy is not gonna let you do that. Kind of that, like it. Yeah, you would have to enter in, go past coat check, and around a corner, and then you can see the entire club. But but from your they they cut off the line mm. before that point intentionally to keep the mystique of the of the club. Um, so if you're going in, you're you're I'm going to have to challenging like this past. bouncer. <laughs> right, and I mean th- this would ruin the whole thing because if this is a Miper event, I don't actually want to spoil the Miper event for my friends. So mm. and I can't wait in line. Uh, there's windows to the outside. Yes. Sorry, windows from from where to where? Like just to the outside of the building, like not inside the club. I I, I don't know yes, if there's yeah. any windows inside the club. So my alternative uh, thing I'm going to do is I'm going to look for a window, <laughs> and my hope is to kind of go out on uh, on the outside and try to make my way into the club via another window. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> yeah, I I love that too much to say. <laughs> Say no to that. Yeah, so you you go up to the doorway. The bouncer's yelling at you to get to the back of the line. You can't see all the way in, and you have this crisis of like, well, I can't just barge in because I don't want to ruin their night. And the idea strikes you. So you head back down the service hallway that you you came from. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go around a couple of corners, but you, you are able to find a window. 
I feel like it's, it's okay. A s- sleek futuristic. Sorry, go ahead. You have a you have an offer here. <laughs> uh, well, because of course, in skyscrapers and all that kind of stuff, they don't have windows that just open to the outside. Exactly. That, would be- <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was about to say. Uh, so this is why I'm going to take out my danger arc. And I'm mm-hmm. going to go to a window, and I'm going to start uh, trying to cut through the window and like make uh, an opening for myself. Yes. And once I do that, I am then going to. I'm assuming that you you said that this is a really loud club, so I'm hoping that they won't notice that I'm going to uh, take the uh, my armor gauntlets and like take the spike and jab it into the wall and like shimmy my way over and try to do the same thing on another window. That's my hope. I love this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I want a role here. You're, you're attempting to do mm-hmm. a lot of things, but I don't want to get caught up in the, in the nitpicking of like, you got a role to cut a hole in the window and then you got a role to climb on the, so I think it's going to mm-hmm. be one role to determine how does all of this play out for Chester. And so it's a big one for you. Well, I know that this is going to be really, really tough. Even though I have the armor and that's going to be bracing me and all this kind of stuff, this is an endurance test, and it's going to hurt uh, a whole lot. So once I have the little opening, uh, I'm going to go out there, and I'm just going to kind of push through this, and I'm going to utilize Sacrifice Your Body, take a slam to get uh, an extra 2d6. I do (laughs) take a slam. Uh, I cannot nope it. So I don't know, burning muscles. I don't know what this is. And I'm straining and I'm just like, to get to, uh, now I said I can try to go in through another window. I would like, you know, if there's like a, a, a ledge that's just not easily accessible because maybe the, the club has like a, something on the outside that like whatever the way is, I'm going to do that. If there is no balcony, then I'm doing the danger arc into another window. And uh, yeah. yeah, so here we go. And uh, I'm going to actually use my uh, kick from grit. So I'm. This is the last of it. I get a five. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. So that's a mixed success. Yeah, you are able to danger arc your way through. It's very like out of a spy movie where they have to like cut the cut the circle in the glass to infiltrate something, uh, or like a like a thief. Um, you, you're able to sort of like melt uh, a straight line in a, in a circle and sort of push out this circle of glass. Yeah, I think it it does sort of like, as soon as that seal is broken there, you can hear like wind howling past and stuff and it, you, yeah, yeah. kind of feel the air pressure adjust a little bit. But you make a hole big enough and yeah, as you described, you're, you're gouging that spike of your armor. I, I don't know how you've pictured his armor. Uh, I've always pictured it as having one of those spikes. Like it's not a, it's not a both gauntlets thing. Is that accurate? I imagine it was two because originally this was like mining armor is okay. what I kind of imagine, and that's it was like the, the workers would punch the thing using yeah. the gauntlets and this blade that would stick out. That makes sense. So yeah, you're punching into the wall with these. Uh, you, you dig the spike in, and then you have to sort of swing your whole body and dig the other spike in, and you're really like, as much as you've got these spikes to secure yourself, it is still taking just a ton of upper body strength here. Mm-hmm. What do we call this slam of just like sheer muscle strain? Um, muscle strain? Mu- muscle strain, sure, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're gonna feel this for a few days. It's burning, <laughs> yeah. um, but you're able to sort of hand over hand, just like swing yourself around the side of the building. 
Um, I love your offer of, of a balcony area. I think they're, yeah, this this club has everything. It's got a pool. It's got a uh, catwalk above the pool. It's got a stage where Ramona Nova plays exclusive shows. And it's got a private balcony where you can look out at the Opera Ablen view and check out the other towers. And I don't think there is security in place for this because, like, when would they ever... It's like a huge, gigantic, hundred floors that? high tower. What? Why would they ever... Anticipate that someone would climb in from the outside. <laughs> so yeah, you're able to do this. I think there are there's a couple of like random people just you know catching some air, maybe uh, smoking. What is the operable in ver- version of cigarette? Death sticks. They're smoking death sticks. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I think you also catch the eye of uh, a very frazzled, nervous-looking robot who has come out here to try and clear his head. Uh, and, and from his perspective. <laughs> Uh, yet another uh, copy of Nick Lowe, the same 14-year-old boy, only big and tall and in power armor and covered streaming sweat, uh, swings himself up over the ledge. And I kind of look like a robot with my armor. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's that's too much. You both, you both look like Nick and like a robot. And he's it just like... Little guy just spills all his tokens on the balcony. He just can't <laughs> hold it anymore. <laughs> yeah, he starts barfing up NFTs everywhere. <laughs> uh, but you don't have time for that. You push past him, make your way into the club. And that's where, you know, what appears on the screen is you emerging from the balcony, covered in sweat looking like you're just exhausted. Uh, still, with half an accounting robot clutched to the bottom of one boot, it's just like, you, you're you're so in it now that you don't even notice that you've been dragging around half a robot torso. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, what's my complication? Because I did technically roll a five. This is true. And I think that complication is where we're going to leave things for tonight. As you get into the club, your muscles are on fire, you're streaming sweat, your heart is pumping, but you feel a sudden chill in the air. You briefly wonder if this is some new side effect of your exhaustion, but soon realize that it's affecting the whole club. Uh, The rest of you back in the control room feel this as well, and, and before long you can even see your breath. You all hear an ominous skittering sound. It's echoey and slightly metallic. Elliot, it reminds you a little of the time you dropped all those marbles in the Alpha Corridor on Desneen. Suddenly, you hear a loud clang as the vent on the wall bursts open, and out of the air ducts, stark white and covered in viscous blue slime, comes a writhing mass of chillipedes. (laughs) 